The Greensward Dust Podcast is a woodworking podcast featuring Jason, Ben, Brian, Sadly, and Ben Marshall. They are always making the videos on the YouTube and the Instagram. This episode is sponsored by me, Hans, from Hans's Woodlifter. Is your wood always staring at the floor? Is it lumpy and not straight? Is your partner not satisfied because your wood is always on the ground? Don't be sad, be happy with Hans's Woodlifter. In only a few minutes, your wood will be up in the air or happy. Just install the mechanical lift mechanism in your wash stud plug it in and Hans will take care of the rest. Your wood has never been straighter with Hans's wood lifter. Now onto the show. Yo Jason, are you ready to spend the next two hours to tell us about your move? Um I'll probably get it done in an hour and a half today. <laughs> well before we before we, we dive into that we wanted to remind everyone that this month, the month of May, we were doing probably one of our coolest giveaways yet. Uh, Patrick and Michelle from Leather by Dragonfly have given up one of their Sedgley's, which is a $120 um, tool pouch, quick um, mounting tool pouch mm. that you can have for your shop. And all you got to do is go to our giveaway tab on our website, www.greensearcherspodcast.com forward slash giveaway. And you can enter to win yourself a Sedgley. It's available to all 50 states on May 31st. Where is it? Wait. January, February, March, April. Yeah, May 31st. There's 31. That's when we're taking the May, last. Baby. Yeah. I just counted my knuckles. We're good. That's when the giveaway ends. So if you want to uh, get a chance to win yourself a Sedgley, make sure you go to the website and enter it in. Oh, it's yeah. free. But, but if you do win, you owe us $400. So That's right. Because we got to pay for shipping and all that yeah, stuff. So. It's still free. <coughs> but our time of dealing with getting it to you is, is yeah, worth $400. Yeah. That's our rate. Yeah, that's fair. It is. Fair. Yeah. Fair and equitable. Yeah. <laughs> Sedge, what, what have you been up to this week? Well, Are you were on the road uh, last week. We yeah, missed, you weren't even on the last podcast. I missed yeah. one, man. But uh, I'm gonna. Well, I think we should try to figure out, and I think I'm gonna try to figure out how I can even do it from the hotel room, the uh, podcast. I but the upload speeds are horrible, aren't they? At a, at yeah, so. and it's 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 pretty. It's like usually hit or miss unless you're like in a early predominant business hotel. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, I, maybe we'll figure it out. I don't know. But I was down in Austin, Texas. And we did the Rubio Monocote Festool Builders Challenge. Like, and that's what, actually that's where I met Jason a few years ago. Yeah, that's right. And we built two incredible pieces of furniture. And boy, the content coming out of there was awesome. We had uh, um, Derek and Chris from Festool with me, plus our um, sales rep, and it went so much smoother. There was no bottlenecks on the tools. Uh, Rubio, the entire crew is basically there. Uh, Alan, Johannes, of course, Jess, and all the, the gang, Keith, Man A, mm-hmm. calling them out in case they're listening. I told them all about the green suitors when I was down there. But man, we had a g- great group of people. I met, oh my God, have you guys ever met um, uh, Scott Couch from uh, Get Off the Couch? Oh yeah, he was mm-hmm. there? Yeah, he was there, and he was wicked cool. We talked about the Celtics and yeah, he's a good dude. You know when Jason, when you were there, did we go to the Oasis up on uh, Lake Travis? 
catch the sunset. Right. Yeah. The Man, that, it was the best sunset I'd seen. It was great. The beers were flowing. Pint House Pizza, man. Oh, my God. They got a beer called Electric Jellyfish IPA. It was wicked. But the auction is about name. to start on the two pieces. Uh, we're going to promote it on Festool USA, also Rubio Monocoat. And uh, the proceeds are going to go to Lucas Jablonski family, Faith, and the kids. Uh, he's having another rough patch with a, a little boy, I think it is, in the hospital. So all the donations are going to go to them. Which is really cool. He is super thankful. But we had we had Mr. Coffee there with Peter and my uh, Mike. I mean Dan Dunlap. Mm-hmm. Wicked group. Who are they? Yeah, AWP baby. It was oh, fun. Okay. Uh, it was a cast of characters. Uh, um, he was on our podcast. Uh, Mr. Curtis was there. Mm-hmm. Eric. Eric. And once Which again, I listened to by the way. That was a really good episode. Yeah, it was a good episode. Really insightful. I, I really liked his um, his take on. On design and stuff like that. Yeah. Really uh, good. Got back and just got right back at it. Busy as heck at work. We got the sales meeting next week, so I'm getting everything ready for that. Cut up a boatload of plywood pots today, and that's what I've been up to. You know, when you get back Friday night at 11 o'clock and you're helping someone paint their garage the next morning. <laughs> that was fun, actually. Yeah, it didn't take no time at all. No, sir. You had gotten most of it done anyhow. Boy, that sprayer worked out, huh? Oh, yeah. thing is fantastic. Yeah. It's like, where have you been all of my life? But, man, when I, the thing is, is now that the pandemic is kind of winding down a little or in a, a lull, I'm out on the road quite a bit. And I'll tell you, I had forgotten how tough that can be away from home. Uh, mm-hmm. It was really great to get back. Sunday, I was just like out of it. I mean, completely out of it, but rebounded pretty good yesterday, today. So... Lots of work being done in my shop and also at Festool Shop. So that's what I've oh. been up to. But, man, I'll tell you what, getting back and hanging out with the Rubio guys and getting back in the swing of things, building, it was fun. How's, oh, how's oh, your boy? Oh, 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 oh. We did a Festool Shop uh, shop talk. And there's a hidden gem down there in Texas, and it's called Austin School of Furniture. And uh, Phil, uh, his name is Austin. <laughs> <laughs> who's the owner, but also there's another owner that I think we all know. His name's Philip Morley. Mm-hmm. And his apprentice, Amanda Russell, sawdust woman, was actually in our class. And she saved the day several times because she is an incredible designer and an incredible builder. And, boy, I, I actually wanted to go to Austin School of Furniture. Um, fun, quick funny story. Uh, we show up. I go, Chris, find a coffee shop, you know, close by. We're a little bit early. You know, it was Wednesday morning. Was it Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday morning. And it was funny as heck. He he uh, Googled it, and we came up with this place called Austin Java. And I said, oh, what's this, a drive through place? He goes, no, you can sit down and eat. So we pull in. All of a sudden, we walk in, and this tall dude w- turns around and goes, hey, what are you doing here? <laughs> And I went, what? I go, do I know you? He goes, no, but I watch your videos. <laughs> it was really weird. His name was Adam. And I just like, that rarely happens, but it was kind of cool. And I go, this is, he goes, yeah, I know. That's Big D. And that's Chris. <laughs> and I was like, holy crap. And what was neat is he's a trim carpenter and he runs a couple crews in uh, Austin. So he oh, goes, cool. why are awesome. you here? I go, we're doing a festival shop talk over at Austin School for He goes, oh my God, Austin's. <laughs> Austin's my neighbor. 
Oh, wow. It is such a small world. It was pretty cool. So that's, that's another cool. thing to, I'm looking forward to when we finally get that up on the YouTube channel and Spotify and Apple. Because that was about an hour long, and what an incredible school. How's yeah. your son? Yeah, interesting gun. Huh? How's your son? Oh, uh, he's doing good. Spirits are up. He's, uh, he's, he's like I said, he's a fitness fanatic, so he's rebounding good in that aspect. But mm-hmm. he can't go back to the work of the po- to to work at the port, port of Miami, until he gets his voice back. And Marianne talked to him, I think, a couple days ago. It's not a whisper; it's more like a laryngitis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm hoping it comes back. Um, I, so I mean, he, I would think that that's a pretty good sign. That yeah, it's something now. We're, yeah, we're praying, man. It's just, but I just, it's his spirits. I just, he's, he's a. Nothing gets Frankie down, and he'll yeah. he'll rebound. He's just a go getter, and I love him to tears. So, just making sure my grandson Gray's good, and Amy, my daughter-in-law, who I love to tears. She's a wonderful young lady. So they're making it through this rough patch pretty good. They got a lot of support behind them, That's which good. is really good. Marianne doesn't fly, yeah. uh, and she has to fly. It's with me. She got on that plane immediately and flew down. Oh, I was wow. like, yeah, I I'm imagine. married to the world's coolest chick. <laughs> she yeah. doesn't like to fly? Oh, God. She had such an experience. Remember? Oh, you guys wouldn't remember. You weren't born. But <laughs> there was this... <laughs> There was this pterodactyl that you we used to take. You remember back when the ark was built? <laughs> there was this pterodactyl we used to take back and forth. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> there was this uh, really cheap airline. Some of the older dudes listening will understand. It was called People's Southwest. Express. Whoa. Yes. Never heard of that. And it was Sounds totally cheap. legitimate. And she was flying from Jersey. Uh, she's a Jersey girl down to Florida. And they hit some turbulence. And it had this severe drop. She blacked out. Uh... Damn. <laughs> she tells the story. You got to hear her tell the story. She had the, the guy's hair in front of her, under her nails. I guess she grabbed the front of that, the back of that uh, headrest. And I guess the guy's hair was there. She was, you know what she remembered next? She remembered she was walking around the airport in Fort Lauderdale. Whoa. Wow. And she didn't get on a plane for 25 years after that. I think it was like, no, no, Holy not that long. But when. Um, <laughs> My uh, father passed. Uh, she got on the plane to go up uh, to my dad's uh, funeral with me. Man. Yeah, she's a, she's a hell of a gal, and she's been flying fairly good, or fairly well, I should say. She better, man. We're in Ireland in October, baby. I was going to say, you guys got yeah. that, that long flight. International flights yeah. are usually pretty but, nice uh, and comfortable. I think we're going to fly down in August. I put my PTO in for it, and we're going to go down. Um, my daughter is uh, getting her PhD, her doctorate in uh, biomedical informatics. I think I mentioned that before. Jennifer, I'm proud of you already. So, and, and I'm finding out, man, my, my grandson's graduating from RN school, I think, in December. So wow. It's going to be it's a big, big year, man. It's going to be a great year. So prayers for Frankie. And everybody who's reached out, thank you so, so much. I really appreciate it. Wow. I think that's the longest I've ever talked. I know. Thanks for all the time, everybody. It's certainly not the longest you've ever talked. Man, I feel like Jason Bent. (laughs) Not by a long shot. Talking about drywall. I'm going to blow you out of the water. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. 
Who's next? Uh, uh, I'll, I'll go. Crickets. <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting for Sedge to to serve it up. Okay. Like, well, hey. that's what I've been up to. Yeah. Ben, what have you been ben, up to? What thanks you a been lot, to? Sedge. Oh, thanks, Sedge. Um, wedding planning, motorcycle trip planning. Um, I, I've had a few stool orders that have come in that I, I've been kind of knocking those out. Um, but yeah, just getting ready for graduation next weekend, and then my motorcycle trip. The, the the next day so cool just been trying to gear up and prep for all that and uh that's pretty much it not not a whole lot of time in the shop just because i've been running back and forth from my place to, to richmond to again to do wedding stuff to coordinate this coordinate that so just a lot of traveling this month and, and plus i'm just i'm not trying to do too much i'm I want to decompress from school. Yeah. I think there's a little bit of um, a little bit of angst from that from that last semester, and so I'm just kind of I'm not trying to accomplish anything. I'm not trying to do anything. Just just enjoy my time off, and then once I come back from the trip, I'll um, I'll start getting back at it. Have you gotten fitted for your dress yet? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, God, you got the good one line, bruh. It is beautiful, Jason. Oh I bet. How long's the that's tail? Why I know, that's why I know he's trying to lose all that weight so he fits in his wedding dress. <laughs> oh, wait, let me see. Let me pull that. I'm pretty sure I've I've lost 21 pounds. It's it's slowed wow. down. Man, I think you dropped 20 pounds that first week, dude. Oh, I dropped a lot that first week. Oh. Yeah, 21.4 pounds in three weeks. Wow, that's good. Yeah. So. That's going well. Can't complain. Jason. Hang on. Let me go get a, uh, a blanket and a pillow so I can lay down. Yeah. Buckle in, everybody. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Jason, <laughs> what have you been up to? Well, it's funny you ask, Ben. <laughs> um, when did we record the last one? Thursday, right? Yeah. Okay, so let's start with Friday. No, I'm just kidding. Um <laughs> Let's start Thursday night after the podcast. No, so the Cliff Notes version is drywall's done, painting is done, lights are done, everything is pretty much done. And it was a very, very productive weekend. I bought one of the Graco X5 paint sprayers mm -hmm. after uh, doing some research and talking to a bunch of people, and... Uh, bought the upgraded contractor gun, so all in, I think I'm was about five hundred and thirty bucks. Wow! For the sprayer and the extra gun, so we got two guns. Oh, and I got uh, a twenty-inch extension. Hmm. Um, That's a big extension. Only, it is. Yeah. No, no I'm gonna leave that one alone. <laughs> um, That's called anyways. serving you up. Yeah, it was my first time using it, and. Um, it was fantastic, and I'm very glad that I bought it. Uh, I did not have a single uh, issue spraying. takes a little bit of time to get used to, but w I was able to get all of the um, primer on. I used way too much paint my on the with the primer especially, but um, in like a couple hours, like painted the entire shop primer a couple hours. Like that's getting the gun ready and cleaning up. 
Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Ceiling and, and the walls. Did you have to? Did you have to throw down any visqueen or anything like that for? Because there's no overspray, right? Oh, there's overspray. Even um, though it's airless. Yeah, it, it's there's there's still overspray because it depends on the settings that you have of the gun, right? So, I had way too much paint pushing through it. Um, and then also you'll have like the dust and stuff that falls off. So like when I got down to the bottom, there was a little bit of overspray that like hit the little ledge and, but that was just sloppy technique really. Um, Which is pretty, pretty powerful of course with you. Right. And uh, the second day uh, went way smoother. Um, I actually taped off all the ledges and everything for the second day, but uh, second day Sedge came over and helped and I actually rolled the walls and sprayed the ceiling and all the cut-ins. So I started on one side, and Sedge was rolling one wall, and then we just flip-flopped. And I'm telling you, we got that entire room painted in an hour, maybe? I don't even think it was that long. 45 minutes? Yeah. So About an hour. About it an was, hour. Yeah, and then, and then we went and got more paint. Like three hours later, we did another coat, and it's done. Um, yeah. so anyways, I don't want to go too deep in that. Um, Sunday I put up the lights, it took me quite a while, uh, but I got it all done and it looks great. No issues. Everything, everything went uh, good. And now this week I'm going, uh, Thursday, f- Friday, uh, I'll be moving as much as I can by myself and Saturday, uh, some people are going to come help and we're going to get everything done and then we're going to barbecue. But I wanted to share my uh, struggle today, and that was finding a liftgate truck. So oh. two, two years ago when I moved, I moved my shop pre-pandemic. The pandemic had already started, but it wasn't like that big of a deal in the U.S. yet, right? It was like right after work, <coughs> MenchCon, and there was no lockdowns at the time. I just went to Home Depot. And I was like, hey, I need a liftgate truck. They're like, okay, they're outside. This is what you owe us. And I got it and I drove. So I remember in my stories a couple months back, I mentioned something about that. And somebody, I can't remember who it was, but somebody wrote me and was like, you may want to check availability because they're very hard to come by now. And I just did a quick Google search, right? And I was like, liftgate truck, you know, Greenwood, Indiana. And a million websites came up. Penske, Budget. You know, all these different companies, Home Depot, all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, it must just be a thing in his area because it's clearly not here. Well, that was about the extent that I looked into it. Well, then today I'm like, okay, I need to call one of these companies and reserve one. Yeah, it turns out Home Depot immediately was like, I'll just give you the number to Penske Direct because we don't rent lift gates to homeowners anymore. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, you got to go through Penske. They pretty much only do it through business now. And I'm like, wait, what? So I called and he was like, do you have a business account? I said, no. And he goes, yeah, we don't, we don't rent liftgate trucks. Why? And I was like, do you what, know why? What is going on? It has to do with the pandemic. So I think what happened when the pandemic kicked off and everybody was like doing all these deliveries and all this other stuff and the problems with staffing and, uh, you know, uh, delivery services, FedEx, all that stuff. I've had things delivered to my house plenty of times in a Penske delivery truck. Mm-hmm. Um, Amazon, the increase of people delivering for Amazon. Mm. People are like renting oh. these things. So they 
they only do it commercial now. That was the case with budget. That was the case with Ryder. Ryder only goes to businesses anyways. That was the case with uh, Home Depot wouldn't even do it. Menards didn't have anything. Mm. I called Enterprise, and Enterprise, they'll still rent to people, but they were like, we don't have any availability. And I called three different enterprises around Indianapolis, like the three major ones on the east side, the west side, and the south side. All of them were like, nope, we ain't got nothing for you. So luckily I got a hold of uh, Penske and he was like, well, you know, do you have a business? And I was like, actually, yes, I do. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, what's your uh, business address? I said, well, it's my house. And he goes, well, technically we're only supposed to do it for like brick and mortar businesses. Um, But I think I can, you know, I can cheat the system and we we can get, uh, take care of you. We have availability of a 16 footer if you need it. And I was like, oh, my God, yes. And so then uh, a couple hours went by. I didn't receive an email. So then I was starting to stress. And finally, he sent me an email. You got everything situated? I'm already good to go. He's going to have the truck in Greenwood for me. Uh, Because it's a 16-footer, I told him, instead of just getting it on Saturday, can I get it on Friday as well? Um, Because I was very worried. Because with the liftgate truck and moving big tools that you're not taking apart, it's not like moving it in a moving truck where you're just stacking things on top of each other. You have to worry about, uh, you know, weight distribution. Mm-hmm. Tying it you in. Have to yeah. Tying Put it everything in. above the axle. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, you're not going to stack anything on top. So yeah. I was like, give it to me on Friday as well. So my plan is tomorrow after work, I'm going to go to the, to the shop and, and load up all of my lumber and everything like that into the back of the van, get all of that ready to go, all of my drawers, and then I'm going to start just taking everything off the wall, disassembling the dust collection, all of that stuff. I'm going to be there late tomorrow night. And then I'll go Thursday morning and have a load ready to go, and I'll drop Leo off at daycare, jump in the van, bring all that stuff back, download it, take it back, load it again with more stuff, bring it back up, take it back down, and then go get Leo. And then Friday I'm going to pick up the truck and and do one load. So I'm going to take, like, my router table, Mm -hmm. um drill press all all this i want people to show up saturday and it'd be like here's the things that we need to get loaded let's go yeah and it's not much you know what i mean mm. do you guys have a is, is the house all like un, like is everything taken out of the house oh everything's been out of the house oh, yeah. yeah yeah so it's just the shop that's it it's hey. just the shop hey are we gonna that's on saturday get those husky cabinets too mm-hmm yep because we got to take those down in the basement, right? Yeah, those and the two the two bottom units. Um, I'm going to take the doors off. There's not going to be any drawers or shelves in them. Oh, be easy. So you and Rick can get those. Yeah, you and Rick you know, can. Jason. If if you had reopening Dewalt, you wouldn't have this issue. Yeah, because you could throw them away and get new. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For like 50 bucks. So anyways. Um, you know how many dads in that neighborhood would love to buy some DeWalt and Rio right now? Yeah. So word of advice to everybody, and I, I should have listened to the individual that wrote me a long time ago, and I should have done more research. It's my own fault waiting this long. But when I did my initial check, I was like, oh, I'm not worried about it. There's plenty of them. Nope. <laughs> there sure isn't. So, um, and I asked the guy about that, and he was just like, yeah, man, ever since COVID, he's like, we, it's just changed. Everybody, you know, people are using them for Amazon deliveries. People are, it's like, we are only um, doing that. So it cost me $500. I want to talk about that too. Hmm. 500 bucks for two days. That's not bad. 
That's that's not bad. It's not terrible, but I'll tell you, it's definitely way more than I paid last time. And I drove from Indiana or from Georgia to Indiana and back, and I didn't pay five hundred dollars. So, wow, yeah, it was a. Uh, because back then when I did it with Home Depot, it was basically, I, th- I think it was like unlimited mileage or something ridiculous. I'm, it's 39 cents per mile plus the rental fee. Ooh. Plus, because now they're doing it for businesses, I had to get a commercial insurance uh, provided by them or provide my own. I don't have commercial insurance. So it's 500 bucks plus 39 cents a mile? No, that's that. that it was... $500 with the mileage estimate of 150 miles. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. It's like 150 bucks a day, another 100 bucks for um, the insurance part, and then the rest is mileage. Actually, now that you mention it, I feel like I should probably look and make sure that that's right. Huh. So then I'm not surprised. But yeah. anyways, that's I, what I've been up to. I'll be very, very glad when this weekend is over. Yeah, you might want to. If you ever traveling and you got to rent a minivan, that's what I had to do at the Rubio event. It was five hundred fifty bucks, which is normal for a minivan. Mm-hmm. But there was a um, a governor on there for a, you can only have one hundred fifty miles per day. And I said, okay, calculated a few things. If you wanted unlimited mileage, which it always used to be, nine hundred and eighty bucks. It was crazy difference. So I calculated, and if you go over 150 uh, miles a day, it's tw- 25 cents a mile. Big deal. I wasn't using it that much. I was back and forth between Ruby and the hotel and the airport. So I knew I wasn't going to put on there. But you really got to calculate that when you're renting now because there's some fishy things going on there. Yeah. Yeah. It may not. Uh, so, have you guys ever had that uh, offer where, hey, you're at a, um, a counter and they say, hey, do you want us to fill it up? It's the same price per gallon as you would pay in the area. No. So, no, I did that once and then I looked and there was a cost of pumping the gas. It was 65 bucks for them to pump the gas. What a scam. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's the same price Stupid. per gallon. Ridiculous. I know. Oh, my God. I called him on it. I called her, and I said, hey, come on. You guys got to you know, sell that better. You know what they did? They go, okay, Mr. Sedgley, we'll take that off. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. How many people don't check or you know, verify it? It's crazy. I wouldn't have. I would have just been like, oh, I was charged. Okay. <laughs> Uh, one time they charged me for gas, and I said, "Well, time out. I I have the you know the receipt that I filled up five I full tank five miles from the Omaha airport." And they go, "Okay, Mr. Sedgley, we'll take the car. We'll take the charge off." Yeah, I go. That's Don't like you want me to send you the receipt? She goes, "Oh no, no. We believe you, Mr. Sedgley." I feel like a lot of companies do that because I've caught that a few times with different things where, um when you actually look at the itemized bill afterwards instead of just being like, okay, I got charged. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wait, what What was this charge for? Because they're, they're hoping people don't catch it. It's like subscription-based services. Yep. You know, like, oh, sign up uh, for 24 months and the first 12 months is 10 bucks and then after that it goes up to 70. They just hope that people don't remember. I know. 
And two. most people don't. No, they don't. They do not. Uh, anyway. <coughs> See, Ben, that wasn't too long. We're not even at... No, you did really good, buddy. I'm proud of you. Mm. We're not even at 30 minutes. I mean, I can keep going. Hey, how'd the drywall yeah. go up? Is it soundproof? Yeah, how does it sound? How does it sound? I, I have no idea. There's nothing in there. <laughs> Just go in there and start yelling. Yeah. So here's what I will tell you is that as the day went on and they were doing the drywall work, it got quieter and quieter and quieter. It's not going to be blocked. I was in there the yeah. other day, like drilling into the wall and stuff like that. That noise just travels throughout the house because you're drilling into the studs and it vibrates and all yes. that other stuff. Yeah. Airborne, airborne noise, though, um, it seems like it cut down on it quite a bit. I just haven't done any tests. Like you go out there right now, it's just echoey completely, mm. you know. Because there's nothing in there, right? Yeah, um, it just reverberates off everything. Yeah, so um, I will do a test. It's just, I mean, dude, I, <laughs> I actually feel bad because I had this grand scheme of how I was going to go about doing this, you know, whole series, and I'm at the point now. I haven't even filmed the first video to say I'm moving and this is what I'm going to do, and then it's like. What do I do now? Just move everything in here and then have a jumbled mess and then be like, guess what, everybody? I moved. Like, that's probably what I'm going to do. And then I'm just going to share stuff on then. And then I don't know. I'm just, I'm over it. I have a whole, I need stuff to be in there though when I do the test, right? Like, so I don't want to stage it. I don't have time to stage it from now until Saturday. Did you hook up Mr. Cool yet? No. Um, I actually need to send that stuff to the, HOA for approval tomorrow, which I'm not worried about. They'll they'll approve it, but I can do that anytime. Yeah, that's not that's pretty straightforward. Yeah, there there'll really be nothing in the way that would yeah, prohibit well, me from doing that. My goal was help, to get. If you need some help, I can hold the ladder. Yeah, hold the ladder and get me more beer, like when I installed yours. Yes, that that worked well. <laughs> we caught a lot of crap on that drill you were using, weren't we? Yeah. It was my pro tool, no, PDC. Everybody thought it was a rigid. Not using a fist tool. Oh, it is, but it was originally orange and gray and black. I, <laughs> I, th- I feel like the biggest difference maker in my garage, honestly, is going to be replacing the door. Is it, is it a, a composite door or is it a metal door? It's a metal door, but it's got a um, foam center. Kitty cat door. It, will, it likely has a foam center, but yeah. it uh, has a cat door um, cut into it. So I could, like, is if that, I was sitting is here so right, Leo can come in. Yeah, so Leo can go in and out. <laughs> I could, I could sit here right now, and I'm looking at my dining room wall that has double layer five eighths inch drywall plus the five eighths on the inside of the house. And if there was noise happening in there, I, it would be hardly noticeable. Um. So airborne noise, it's going to do a good job blocking it. But uh oh, I hear him. <laughs> hey Leo, we can't hear us. Hey Leo, Brian and Ben. Oh, oh, is Spidey. that Spider Man? Spider Man and Venom. Venom. Those oh, are so here. cool. <laughs> Leo, say good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, Leo. There's hairs on it. Okay, we'll take care of it later. Okay. Okay. (laughs) He left Spider-Man and Venom for me.
It's adorable. So thoughtful. He was whipping at me at the, the this weekend. Boy, those reds yeah. were good. Those red sausage. Oh my god. Guess how many Nicole bought today? How many? Thirty. Oh, did she get the same bread? Oh, uh, I can't no. eat bread this weekend. Oh man, I'll just have some no. reds. We're getting a we're getting a different bread that we got the other day, and it was amazing. But. Yeah, she got 30 of those sausages. Mm. Oh, guess who's going to be helping on Saturday? Ed? Besides Ed. Rick. Besides Rick. Um, Jason Bentley. Marty Gable. Marty's coming up from Cincinnati? Yeah, so okay. He wrote me a message and said that he was going to be up here um, helping another friend do something. Um, and he said he might have some time. Oh, he's wicked so, cool. So that's cool. I think there's like four or five people, plus Ed, Rick, me, you. Oh, I'm cool. telling you, depending on how much I get out of there on Thursday and Friday, which will be a lot, it, it is going to go really quick. Good. It's good. So good. anyway, enough of all that. Sorry. I told you I could drag it out a little bit longer, man. You did. Yeah. You did get though. Yeah, okay. that extra uh, six minutes. That was pretty good. Yeah, but yeah, I'm not counting. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Hey. Hold on. One more other thing. I wanted to say thank you, Sedge, to oh, Marianne. Why? Please, please pass on my thanks to your lovely wife. Okay. What'd you because do? Because she cost me six thousand dollars. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> they went for a shop. She put an idea in your head? Yeah, she put an idea in Nicole's head. And we've been looking for another couch. We, we want to get a sectional couch. And Nicole, like, found all these beautiful couches. And, you know, they're all, like, $10,000. I'm like, we're not doing a $10,000 couch. Like, Especially with a young kid and another one on the way. Right. It'll get, ru- it'll get ruined. And so... And granted, you know, we're keeping and taking into consideration we're obviously selling our house next week and we're going to make some money off of it. And so we had a little money put aside to do this specific thing. So Sedge and I painted. Nicole and Marianne went to uh, a couple stores. We go out to eat dinner. Marianne's like, oh, just check out this furniture Kittles. place, Kittles. It's right across, right down the street. Yeah, we go there. Of course, they had like a perfect couch. And it was like 20% off. Mm-hmm. Um, it was great. So we ordered it like on the spot. That's and that's the, getting delivered tomorrow. So say thank you to Marianne. So just a note, when we go to Ale Emporium again up here in Castleton, there is a Kittles that I used to go after eating wingies. And Marianne would make sure I had a couple extra IPAs in me. And we used this Kittles. <laughs> she, this, she drugged you up. This Kittles. You can get lost in Jace and Ben. It is humongous. And, uh, boy, I don't go in there anymore. Uh, you know, if Marianne wants something, we go in. But this Kittles is unreal. The great service. I, I saw that one before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable uh, service. Even after the sale, the delivery is effortless. They're great people. Yeah. And now Kittles spe- sponsors the Green Suiters podcast. Thanks, Kittles. Thanks, Kittles. <laughs> Thanks, Kittles. I wish they sponsored it. Maybe I wouldn't have to pay $6,000 for a couch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's where our sectional down the basement's from. 
Yeah. Yeah, cool. nice stuff. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. People like what we talk about, Ben. I received a really, really nice message from Mike Leiden. He's a cool oh, dude, that's man. good. Because I broke it down, and I got personal on the podcast. Nice. That's Which good. episode was it? It was the one after Eric. But he appreciated that. People good. really like our podcast. I know. I'm, I've been getting that a lot, is that people, people really enjoy it. I don't know why, because clearly they're just here for me. But mm. yeah, I mean, <laughs> clearly it's because uh, YouTube Silver's on here. Yeah, <laughs> I need to hang that right here. If, if this is going to be uh-huh. on the spot, I you know, add no I value except a lousy internet. That's what right. was that? You broke up. You're. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was a fun uh, beers with the boys, wasn't it? It was, man. It's it's always it's always fun. God, how many people did we have on there? A lot. Oh, it was tons. Twenty something. Twenty something. Wow. Yeah. It always it it gets bigger. I mean, obviously, some people trick it off, but in the beginning, it was it was over twenty. Yeah, it was cool as heck. This, everybody's screens were very small. That's how many people we had. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Well, before we get into the topic, there's something that I wanted to talk to you guys about. So everyone knows that I, I love my motorcycle. Do you? Oh, yeah. dude. How much gas? Well, it. how big's the gas tank on that? Uh, it, it's about <laughs> <What>? <laughs> zero liters. <laughs> it's it's about the size of an ice chest, I guess. Nice. That's a um, I think I want to get another one. Jesus. <laughs> I, I came across this this. Um, How much blog money post. does Jennifer have? <laughs> Jennifer, buddy, I sell this body on the weekend. Yeah. Um, there was this couple that they rode. There, there's this huge trail. Well, not a huge trail. There is a trail that goes from North Carolina and it goes all the way to Oregon. And it's 100% off-road. There are no hardball roads. It's called the Trans-American Trail. And they they rode it. They spent two months riding this trail. And he did it completely on an electric motorcycle. Hmm. She did it on like a gas-powered um, enduro bike. But um, that was like... And, and, and she, she's a, an excellent blog writer. Um, and so she documented it really well and she told the story really well. And cause like for the last couple of months I would, before I got my live wire, which is purely a, a street bike, I had a, a dual sport bike so I could do on and off road. And, um, the last couple of months I'd, I'd be, you know, riding in the mountains or something like that. And I would see a gravel trail and I'd be like, Oh, I want to go on it. Like, damn, I can't like my, my bike's too low. I've got street tires on. And so reading their article and I, I like pretty much consumed the, their entire story or whatever. I was like, man, now I want to get another one. So wow. I've been head on and how much of those and researching how much those cost? They brand new. They're pretty pricey. They're, they're typically, they start at 15,000 oh, and they, they go, they go up, but there's, there's a used market as well. And you can get them considerably less than that. Wow. Um, huh. But um, but that's that's really what's been biting my time, and I don't know if it's just because 
I'm, I'm trying to not think about like work or, or any kind of a profession or career or anything like that. I just want to kind of decompress, but sometimes it worries me that that's all that I'm doing. You know, I, I go in the wood shop to, to, to work on orders. And, and I think some of it too is this, I'm in the last month I've driven here to Richmond 12 times probably, which is a lot. Um, I mean, that's, if I drove my car, that's an hour and 45 minutes on the motorcycle. It's about two and a half hours. So like, I, I just been riding constantly. Why is it so much longer on your motorcycle? Cause I have to do a, a 20 minute charge in between about halfway. Cause oh. it's, it's Richmond. It's, it's just on the, the edge of my range. So I usually stop for 20 minutes, grab a quick charge and then I come here. But like sometimes, or actually most of the time, I don't even take the interstate. I'll take the Blue Ridge Parkway. I'll ride on some back roads, you know, just because riding on the interstate on a motorcycle, it's generally pretty boring. You mm -hmm. just go in a straight line. Mm -hmm. But being in Virginia, there's mountains, there's hills everywhere. There's all kinds of twists and curves and interesting roads. And every time I ride, I try to take a different road just to see what, you know, what's out there. And I kind of get, I allow my stuff to kind of get lost and... Um, I don't know, man. I, I just love it. Like, um, I love the, I love making things, but nothing makes me feel the same way that a motorcycle does. I'm sure Jen would be happy to hear that. <laughs> you know what I mean? As far as like, oh, I know what you mean. And show does she past times go. Good, good way to start your marriage. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I've been really focused on the last few weeks. But why buy another one? Yeah. Because it'd be an off-road only. Like I, I would, I would build it and modify it purely to do off-road trails. So there's, there are these big trails that they're all across America. They're called backcountry discovery routes, and so they're, they're a mix. They're not all off-road, but for the most part, they're just gravel roads, farm roads, um, roads that aren't really maintained by the counties and parishes and stuff like that. And so there's there's a mid-Atlantic backcountry route which runs from the very southern portion of Virginia, Damascus, Virginia, and it runs all the way up through Pennsylvania to uh, the Pennsylvania, New York border. And then there's the Northeast backcountry discovery route, which runs, it continues that route. It goes from the border of Pennsylvania in uh, New York, and it runs all the way to the tip of Maine. And then there's a Colorado uh, BDR, there's an Oregon BDR, there's a California BDR, there's all these backcountry routes um, that people ride on. and as far as I know, no one has ever ridden a backcountry route, or at least the mid-Atlantic backcountry route on an electric motorcycle. Um, there's, there's been a couple of people that have ridden the ones in Colorado and Oregon and I think Arizona, but as far as I know, no one's ridden hmm. the mid-Atlantic BDR or the Northeast BDR. Hmm. Um, and it's in the BDR, it's probably 30 minutes from my house. Um, and so just knowing that it's there and, and knowing that I could do that in a weekend, um, at least the mid Atlantic, I don't know. Cause where do you charge on one of these routes? Yeah. So there's, there's all, I would have to show you guys the app, but, and, and I get asked this question all the time. Pretty much every time I'm, I'm charging, someone always comes and talks to me, um, and asks me that same thing. And you would actually be surprised at how many charging locations there are. Um, the, the, the network is, is pretty extensive and it's only going to continue to get bigger. Tesla is about to open up their charging networks to, to all of the vehicles. Um, 
Hmm. It's it's pretty extensive, more extensive than what you would think. And and you know, if if I'm not at a at a fast charging station, I can charge at. Um, I mean, I can charge at my house. I can charge anywhere there's a 110 outlet. I can charge. Granted, it's slower, hmm. but um, <laughs> depending on the bike, depending on the on the style of charger that you have, um, you know. You could charge in, in an hour. So you're gonna two hours. You're gonna take the dirt road. Yeah, I, I want a I want a motorcycle that is purely dedicated to off road riding. That's cool, man. I didn't know there was that yeah. many dirt roads still around. Ben loves taking the dirt roads. <laughs> You'll get it in a minute. <laughs> but that that made me kind of think like besides woodworking, what do you guys like to do? <laughs> Or, or is, wow. is woodworking the only the only thing that kind of consumes your your time or your or your, your passions I guess like Saj I, I know that you love uh, lifting weights you do it every single day it's my life yeah I've been under the bath for 40 years and I love it I I am not the strongest I'm not the biggest but man that's my edge and when I moved in here Marianne said just do it 15 years ago I started my my gym in my home in my basement and you guys know I have a decent size room for it, and I keep mm-hmm. adding to it. And you know, if something I'm using, I don't use all the time. And I said, ah, eh, you know, time to move on. I'll put it on eBay or Facebook Marketplace and buy something. And every year we get a bonus, and it's usually about this time. And I'm gonna get a um, a sled, uh, a Torque M1 Fitness. It's, uh, it's really, for outside? Yeah, for outside. But, it, you know, a typical mm-hmm. sled, you stack weights on it. It's really loud, especially if you're dragging it down the street. This is a – it's got a static uh, – it's got wheels. It's a, basically a, a three-wheeler. So it's like so it's like a resistant wheel. Yeah, resistant wheel. Um, and uh, it's fantastic. They, they got them, you know, four-wheelers that are at 1,500, 2,100. I'm going to get one for about 850. And check it out. And what's really cool about it, it's it's fairly light. If it it's it's not stable, I can throw a plate or two on there. But the, the resistance is the resistance. I did a lot of research in it. And what's wicked is I got a really good place to use this in the winter time too on the weekends. I could drag that up. We got we got miles of uh, warehouse up there in Lebanon. I could drag that on the weekends and get a good workout. So I'm gonna most of the time I'll be pulling it backwards to work on my knees and stuff like that. But have you guys, do you guys so, know uh, knees over toes? Ben Patrick, this guy. It's I know uh, head, shoulders, knees, and toes. <laughs> knees and toes. <laughs> no, it's knees. <laughs> it's knees over toes. This guy was ridiculed for a long time. He was just on Joe Rogan. Oh, he was just on Rogan, and Rogan freaked out because he. This guy is a real inspiration. Uh, he was. He was cast aside and told no way and he loved basketball and this guy can dunk he can sky now he's got a killer program but he is a big promoter of sleds and um, so that's that's my uh, that's my uh, how do you say my vice this year I'm gonna get one just warm up with it 5 a.m. 4 a.m. in the morning around the block or two and then hit the gym yeah it's uh it's pretty cool but here's the problem Supply chain. I go to order it, and it's coming in the end of the month. So that's everything. I, man. I know. I put my name on one at a couple different places. Rogue and M1 uh, at Torque Fitness. Whoever takes my money first, I'm good with it. Yeah. What about you, Jason? 
Um, used to be golf uh, back in the day. I actually find myself um, like wanting to get out this year and, and play more golf. I played in a golf scramble for work uh, not too many months ago, right before the winter time, and it was just fun. It was the first time I played in a long time. Um, but it used to be that for the other thing is bass fishing before woodworking. Um, I was, I was just as into bass fishing as I am woodworking, uh, now. So if that's any indication of like my level of obsession with it, um, like I wanted to like, you know, retire from the army and, and be a professional bass fisherman. And I miss that more than anything. Um, okay. To, the, to me there was nothing more enjoyable than like being at the boat ramp right before the sun comes up getting my boat in the water and you know fishing in a tournament or just you know like the water's totally calm there's nobody out there and i you know i'm flying across the lake at 60 miles an hour you know to go to yeah. my favorite fishing spot um it was just amazing like i loved it and it's funny because in this neighborhood mm. I can walk right across the street and there's a pond which you can in this neighborhood thank god you can actually fish in the pond if you're a resident um most other communities that have hoas for some reason the ponds are just for looks just for looks yeah um the other day i needed a break right i was like stressing about you know the the shop and everything i still have left to do and all this other stuff and i was like you know what i just need to take a few minutes and so i just have tons of fishing equipment i kept all of it I went down in the basement, grabbed one of my poles. I've taken Leo over there multiple times now, caught little bluegill with him. And he loves it uh, for a few minutes. But I went over there by myself, and I just walked around this pond, and I caught like seven decent-sized bass, you know, throwing a spinnerbait. It was like I hate fishing from the bank after owning boats, but it just made me miss it more and more. But now I'm thankful because at least I can go over there, and it's like that's my chance to – decompress um, yeah and it, and that, that's that's exactly how i feel with with riding a motorcycle and um i don't know i, I I'm, I'm still trying to figure out everything that i want to do i i'm working up some stuff with my sister some social media stuff with her and kind of waiting for, for to see what that turns into as far as like managing social media for other other businesses and stuff and and i, and I love doing that um and if I were able to, to kind of continue doing that, um, that means that I could just ride my motorcycle to somewhere that has an internet connection and, and do work, you know? Mm -hmm. And to me, that would be, that is like the perfect job mm. where if I could just ride my motorcycle and work remote, like that is, I would be in heaven oh, if I could do that. Man, too bad because we're, uh, um, we post. I know what you so mean about the motorcycle stuff. We we posted a social media uh, person at Festool, and but they got to live in Indiana. Yeah, that came about. Yeah. We've 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 had that up on the website for about a month. A social media manager. A lot of people have reached out and said, "Hey Long, man, don't, can I work? That. Can I work remote? Can I work remote?" And I go, "No, nah, they uh, HQ wants you to live in Indianapolis and be in the office." So, yeah. Yeah, but um, I I don't know I, I not that I it was almost like a guilt thing that 
that I felt like, um, because I was just doing so much like motorcycle research and I was just diving in, I, I want to say almost kind of obsessive about it for the last two weeks. Um, and I don't know if it's just because I was excited about it or I don't know what, but, um, I don't know, just something that was kind of on my mind recently, you know, I'd love to get another motorcycle. Yeah. God, I would love it. I would absolutely love it. Cause that, I, that, that has also been one of my vices is motorcycles. And Nicole and I, I've talked about it multiple times about getting another one, especially now that I'm driving over an hour. But then Nicole was like, well, can you take Leo to daycare on your motorcycle? And I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> come throw on, buddy. A, hop on, throw him in a backpack. He'd probably <laughs> love it. A little tiny helmet, but no, man, I used to just go ride for hours just because I get off work and I would just go ride you know, yeah. an hour one direction, turn around, go an hour back. Yeah. Love it. I do. It's it's really great. But I don't know. Cool. Something I was thinking about. Would you would you I guess what what is stopping you from getting kind of getting back into fishing that, that heavily, Jason? Or like uh, do you do you feel yourself being called or pulled towards doing that or do you think that's kind of gone now or it's like past? No, absolutely not. Uh, I, one of my, <laughs> I had actually planned on a retirement gift to myself as I was going to buy another boat. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, now with the, the new house and, um, you know, luckily going into retirement, my only debt is going to be the house, um, which is nice. But part of it is, you know, where am I going to put it? Part of it is, the availability of lakes here is totally different than when I was in Georgia, you know, in Georgia, I could, I could drive 20 or 30 minutes in six directions and be at six lakes here. Um, it's not quite the same and you can't fish year round. Um, and then also like the storage is, is kind of a big thing because now granted you're not supposed to have boats out in your driveway Mm -hmm. in this neighborhood, but there's at least four, (laughs) that Mm -hmm. I've seen, there's a guy like five houses down, he has a boat in his driveway all the time. So Mm -hmm. um, this community does have an HOA, but it's very clear that it's an HOA that doesn't really enforce things, um, (coughs) which is good and bad. Um, But I I would freaking love it. I'm telling you, I will get another one at some point because of Leo and Max. You know, when they get older, I'm gonna wanna take them fishing. That's. I just, I want to, like, yeah. I remember growing yeah. up going fishing with, with my dad. So I want them to be able to do that. So I will eventually get another boat. Um, it's just not going to be a retirement gift to myself. I don't think. I still, yeah. I still have the picture of my first fish with my grandfather in Northern Maine. There's nothing better. Mm-hmm. Nothing better, man. He was a Maine guide, master yeah. carpenter. Yep. Nothing. Just I fun. didn't know they had, I didn't know they had cameras back in the 1800s. So. They did. Uh, it was a. <laughs> That's when they had it on the slate plates, yeah. right? They had to yeah. like shove it in the top of the camera. Yeah, and yeah. They had Change the ball out every the... time yeah. for the flash. No, it was it was the gunpowder flash. Everything was like sepia. An everything was sepia tone. We had to yeah, with <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. yeah. put the thing on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had my overalls on and a pitchfork. Oh sure. Camera, camera looked like an accordion <laughs> and a pitchfork. No, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Barefoot straw hat. Oh sure. Yeah. We use rocks for weights and shit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Made our own hooks. You guys want to go? Made our own let's hooks go throw out some of nails. Around, guys. Yeah. 
<laughs> Interesting. Well, yeah, Sedge. Yeah, I never thought about okay. discussing our other hobbies. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it, it's just been so heavily on my mind. And, and again, I don't know if it's because because I am just kind of like letting myself kind of go for this, you know, for the month that I was off between being done with the semester and, and this, this motorcycle trip. Um, I don't know. I think you're just boredom brings on a whole nother level of money expenditures. No, I, I, I'm, I'm certainly not bored. I mean, I'm, I'm riding my motorcycle every day and, and I'm, it's like, because I love it so much, it's like, man, I want to, I want to do more of this. Um, you're taking a mini. Because I am. You're taking a mini summer vacation. You deserve it. You just kick some serious yeah. butt in college. I mean, like I said, it's. Um, I mean, he went it's, to clown it's, it's college. A, yeah, whatever. <laughs> marketing, marketing, <laughs> clown, same stuff. I don't know. I'm just. I'm, I'm kind of throwing myself into this this decompression time, and so we'll see if it calms down. It sounds like you're feeling guilty. You're not doing anything but motorcycling. It, it is like, I, I guess the guilt comes from like, I feel like I should be doing something like, you know, cause every, every person's asked and it's a very natural question. Like, well, what are you going to do after you graduate? Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm still kind of trying to figure that out. I'm like, I have a podcast. I, you know, write occasionally I do YouTube, but like, I, I, I'm not, I don't feel like I've been serious about any of it as far as like, okay, this is a career now, or, or this is where I'm going to really apply myself. Um, and so I think that's where the guilt kind of comes in. It's because it's like, I don't know, not, not that I'm a bum, but it's just like, oh, I don't know, man. I don't know what I'm, I'm just going to be free, man. You know, like <laughs> I'm just going to let the wind take me wherever it goes. You know, <laughs> like I don't, I don't have a plan other than obviously to continue doing the podcast. But even then, um, I don't, I don't feel like that I've really flexed, um, flex the podcast in the way that I know that I probably should be doing it. Um, and again, and I, I told myself to, to allow myself to kind of take a break mm-hmm. from doing everything. But again, it's like when people are like, well, what are you going to do? And especially now that we're engaged, you know, now everyone else is asking, what are you going to do? You know, after you graduate, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to do something on my own. I don't know what that is yet. And so I guess that's, that's yeah. where it kind of causes this feeling inside of me of like, that I have to do something, you know, which, which I do, I do need to, mm-hmm. <laughs> to get serious about something. Right. I can't just, you know, ride my motorcycles every day and just make a social media post, you know? Yeah. We got, um, I got a, I got a ton of stuff oh. going on at my day job and I told the boys, chill out. We're going to take a two week break from creating content. We're just going to chill out. Yeah. And it was like a breath of a breath of relief for them. I go, guys, this is supposed to be fun. Let's not stress about anything. Yeah. And I have to say that to myself because I felt guilty because this Sunday I'm the one who kind of said, hey, and I'll let, I'm just not, I just don't feel the vibe today. I was not having a good day. So I said, you know what? That'll show up yeah. on whatever I, I'm doing or teaching Big D. And I, I didn't want to do that. I don't want to be grumpy in a video, you know? So I tell everybody, and, take a deep breath. And I, I think, too, that chill out. Yeah. It's all going to come around. And, it's just a matter of time. And, and I also think that I that I, I put too much pressure on myself for like um, we, for my YouTube channel. Yeah. yeah, and it, it, that's that's such a a hard hurdle to kind of get your pass through because like I'll have an idea of a video, 
And then I was like, well, no one's going to watch that. That's stupid. You know? So I, I just got to get a... I mean, I've, I've been making videos. I just don't... Not woodworking videos. Just like... Especially like motorcycle Porn? stuff. Just because that's what I'm... No. Um, I, I make videos of, of whatever it is that I'm doing. And that's just for me to, to kind of work on my, my skill set of making a video. But... um. I don't know. Sometimes I think I, I not not that I analyze it too much, but again, that it's like, well, that's this is a dumb idea. I'm so the answer, do everybody, is do less work and buy another motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> or a three D printer. Uh, you're not, you're, you're hey, not helping. Let me ask you this, Ben. Yeah. Serious question. Yeah. Can you not just get rid of the one that you have and buy a dual purpose one? No, because I, I absolutely love this motorcycle that I have. Oh, I, I, I absolutely love it. It's, yeah. Hmm. I, I would not want to get rid of it for anything. Hmm. Yeah, I kind of want to buy one. Could you keep yeah. this one and get an electric skateboard for off-road? I already, already had an electric skateboard. Oh, he okay. absolutely already has one. Wow. If it's tech-related, no, Ben has I used it. to have one. I used to have one. I don't oh, have it anymore. I thought you saw Man, uh, Zayden mm -hmm. next door, he's, I think, nine. He was on a hoverboard last mm -hmm. night. My God, is this kid good. He was doing all these, like, spins and up and down the driveway, and I'm just like, oh, my God. Marianne and I were watching. She goes, you going to try it? And I went, hell no. <laughs> that's, got, that's got emergency room written all over it. So my buddy Matt... He has one of those, uh, what is it, the single wheel ones? What are those? One called? wheeler? One yeah. wheeler. Mm -hmm. he's, he's one of those guys that like anything that's like cool and tech, he has one, right? So he comes to visit. Uh, he teaches ROTC at University of Vermont, and he came to visit when he was. This thing's uh, all ass, man. Well, he, things are fast. Yeah, he, was, he gets on it and jumps on it like no problem. Well, we had been drinking fairly oh. heavily that night. <laughs> So we hadn't seen each other in a couple of years. And, of course, he, like, goes out to his car. And he was like, yeah, I got one. You want to ride it? I'm like, uh, I don't know, man. And so I'm, like, in the grass. He's like, no, just go in the grass. It'll be fine. So I'm, like, in the grass, like, pretty buzzed. And I tried to just stand up on the thing because, you know, you, like, lean it. And then as soon as you yeah. level yeah. it out, it'll go back and forth. Dude, I almost, yeah, yeah. I almost died just <laughs> trying to stand on this thing. And then he gets on it drunk. And just zooms down the road. Wow. Turns around, comes back. I'm like, I, there's no way. I'm not, I'm not coordinated for stuff like that. I don't have the balance, especially when I've been drinking. Mm. You know, don't drink in one wheel, everybody. It's not a good combination. Sound advice, for sure. Are, are we even going to hit the topic tonight? I mean, we're I already know. over an hour in. No, I don't think that we will. Okay. We can save it, I guess. Okay. I'm cool with that. I, I think that, I think that my my issue is because we're we're having a good conversation, know. so we should keep. Yeah, I, I don't even know how you can really describe it. And Jason, I think that you're, you may have been at this point before, but it's like I, I feel the pressure to to not be successful. I mean, I, I I need to do something that will earn a living. I can't just live off of disability for the rest of my life. Even though it's, I'm really grateful that I have it. Um. But it's like, you know, you see other other channels that 
they, they come out with a video um, or a series of videos and it, it does incredibly well. It's almost like back-to-back success, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, like people, people comment often on my videos and they say, you know, this is such a great help. This is, you know, I, I appreciate it and stuff. And, and so it kind of makes you sit back and think. And granted, I, I know that I haven't even really consistently put out content, especially on YouTube. So I, I can't even really say this more or less but um it's it's like um you know people people say that they really enjoy my videos they 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 like how that's presented and stuff and so it's like okay well how come how come there's the the growth hasn't happened for the videos that i have put out you know or i guess what i would expect and again when you see these other channels that have far less videos and six times the growth and so for me, that's where that thought comes in of like, well, this is going to be a stupid video because it's not going to really garner anything. And so that, I think that's what kind of stops me from, from wanting to just kind of dive into it. Um, One suggestion. Mm-hmm. Bring on Hans. <laughs> I've, I've, I've definitely <laughs> thought about it. I'm, I'm, did you guys listen to the to the uh, most recent podcast yes. for the intro? Yeah, that's so. I, I want to use the podcast as a guinea pig for that because I think Jason and I had told you this a couple months ago, where instead of me having sponsored content, I would just like inject my own stupid fake commercials into my videos. Do it. Um, but it's just it's just coming up with. You're things that are funny and, and I want to make sure that it's sustainable for me not just because yep. I don't want to turn into the, just a Hans machine you know where I meet someone and they're like hey do the Hans thing like well, I don't I really want to be known for that you know Panzerbrats um, baby make a fortune you... on Panzerbrats <laughs> start my own sausage company yeah man but I so I want to mm. I want to kind of go off of what you were talking about the I'd say that's probably one of the most difficult frustrating things for me but at the same time I I love to get the positive feedback and it's great but when I do see channels of people that have way less videos um, that are following all of the trends and it just crushes it and they probably you know, put in half the amount of work that I put into a video and just for that video to, you know, to fall to the wayside, it does seem kind of frustrating. And then also the, the thought and the idea of like, what well, is this video going to be beneficial? And like all of it's all self-imposed, like all these feelings that we feel about that are stopping us from doing certain things is all, it's not your audience telling you that it's, it's you, it's, it's, it's your hangups. It's, it's my hangups. It's, you know, I'm stressing about the the shop stuff. Like I haven't released a video in a while. And again, it just doesn't matter, uh, you know, at the end of the day, but I no, do, but, but it, it does bother me when I see other channels that, cause there are people out there that are super successful because they know they're, they're doing what the trends are and they're doing, what they know is going to work based off of data and research, you know, and they're, and they're yeah. And, and, and that's, and that's where I'm getting at. It's like, okay, they, they, 
they have some type of a um, a metric or a process of of success, and they're able to capitalize on that. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I guess it, it kind of puts a little bit of doubt in in me, where it's like, okay, well, this is you know what I see based off of my analysis. But then it's like, okay, well, is my process wrong because I'm not experiencing the same kind of growth or, or seeing the same kind of results. And so and it, it just kind of makes you question your process because I don't, I don't want to just be a spaghetti cannon where I just throw stuff at the wall and hope that it's going to stick. I, I, I do want it to be, you know, based upon like some kind of, of, of research like based on an actual need, an actual pain point. Um, I don't know. People, I are Jones, get hung up. people are jonesing for woodworking information, period. Just, you know, I mean, <clears throat> for me, I, I am, our guys, my my guys are machines. You know, we're, sometimes we post three, we do three videos a week. You know, we do a mm-hmm. tool Mac tip on Tuesday. We do a Sunday morning release and now a, a Thursday night release. And Well, here, here, I, wanted, and, I wanted to and, mention something about that. You... That's a lot, Sedge. I, I, and I, I get it that they're doing it, but you guys could really ease up on your schedules oh, a lot and be doing one a week. Yeah, we're thinking of it. We're thinking of it. We uh, we switched from releasing on Sunday night. I took your advice and released uh, Sunday morning, and that was really successful. So, you know, but if we're, we're, we experiment with a lot of different things, and we yeah. I think we get a good formula. I'm teaching Big D, and people are really appreciative of it. Um, I took a lot away from um, John Cesara, and I pay. I always did this, but he goes, the real barometer is your engagement, the comments that you're getting. And Ben, you're mm-hmm. getting great comments. Um, he, in anything, any business I've ever owned, I'm a workaholic. And I've always said this nothing beats hard work. Nothing. Yeah. Hard work pays off. It's perseverance, and when people are ready to give up, the successful continue, even though they get mm. kicked in the teeth. Yeah. So it's perseverance, perseverance. But you learn, you learn from you know the certain Doing, formulas yeah. that you're you're figuring out. But I, but don't get paralysis from analysis, Ben. People want to hear from you. Period. Mm-hmm. You're a great teacher. Okay. Well, here's what you have to if ask yourself. If you throw yourself. Hans in there, dude, I'm all in. Yeah. Here's what you have to ask yourself is, do you want to, are you doing YouTube because you want to grow or are you doing YouTube because you want to help? That's what the I'm two doing. Aren't, the two aren't necessarily the same. So nope. you can do both, but there is, there is things you can do for growth and there are if you just want to help people, just make videos on whatever the hell you want to make because it's going to help at least one person. It's going to help 10, 100 yeah, people, 5,000 yeah. people, a million people if you're lucky. But if you're doing it for growth, you you got to post certain things. and You got to yeah, be deliberate and, about yeah. it. And yeah, you got Jason, to appeal to a broader audience. You give me great mm-hmm. advice and, uh, you know, like uh, well, you gave me great advice on thumbnails, right? They were too busy and we started experimenting with those and they got better. They got, I, had, I had more people subscribe. You know, um, now now people are reaching out to us, you know, and it's pretty good feeling. You know, um, I'm getting more and more emails every day yeah. on the Sedge tool at Gmail uh, account, and they're reaching out and say, "Hey, what do you think of this? What do you think of this?" And they're great companies, but I won't do anything that would conflict whatsoever with my day job. Never, yeah. ever, yeah. ever. I want to work at Festool the rest of my life. 
Yeah. God willing. Which is which is a challenge because I know that you could definitely branch out into other things. Yeah. But, but you know what? It, it, it you know what? I I've kind of you know channeled myself and I don't care. But there's so much other stuff like I'm doing uh, Dream Horse shoes next week. <laughs> the video is sponsored by Dream Horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're paying me about uh, forty thousand for each video. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. And all the 40, pairs of shoes. shoes I can wear on my head. Yeah. You know, I returned them, right, Ben? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he told us. <laughs> I was like, wow, these, are, these really are bright. It wasn't that the, it was the color. It was just like, they were like, they felt like rocks on my feet. Mm-hmm. You know how they, they can get clunky? Yeah. It sucks that those, those red wings, they discontinued that color. Pisses me off. Yeah. Yeah. There's, so, there's uh um, gonna say, Jason. Like, there's obviously nowadays with as with as many people and guys like John, right, who's a wealth of knowledge and has clearly uh, proven that his research has has been very successful for him. Um, like, the, again, it's like the, what you're trying to achieve at the end of the day is completely based off how you're going to proceed with content right Mm -hmm. um i can complain all day long about you know i've been on youtube for x amount of years and i'm only at you know where at one point i was like oh i'm really growing and then i look around there's like so many other woodworking accounts that have way bigger followings than i do and way less videos and all this stuff and it's like can i really be mad about that because if i do a video on an LR32 from Festool or do a video on uh, tiling. Yeah. What do you think the bigger audience is? Yeah, tiling. Right, tiling, right? So you're only going to grow so far. Like, look at Mark Spagnolo, the biggest of the actual just, like, quote-unquote, woodworking-only yeah. channels. Yeah. He's it. Mm-hmm. And he's been doing he's it been longer than anybody years. else. Yeah, yeah. And... There's plenty of other channels that blew by him in like a year, two years. Um, and that you're only going to get so far if you're in a more niche market. Now, you might mm-hmm. have a really good audience base that, you know, you do really well on affiliate marketing and all kinds of other stuff. Like, there are benefits to that. But if you're just trying to, you know, gain momentum and get money from view counts, you've you got to branch out. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's just, I don't know. I, I enjoy doing the videos, but the thing that concerns me about, you know, this shop build out series is I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a little nervous to go through that process again here because what happened last, uh, last time I did yeah. this, yeah. my it, channel it, and uh, the, the pandemic mm-hmm. was maybe a part of that. And, um, but my channel suffered for like a year. My growth was very low. Yeah. My views were very low. My income was very low. But I've talked to a bunch of other people, and they were like, yeah, mine was too during that time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, everybody kind of. But I, I'm worried about that because I'm getting ready to not be working, and this is my job. You yeah. know what I mean? So mm. it's a constant uh, you know, struggle with my own inner feelings is what it is yeah and and i i just want to you know i just want to like what i do you know like i don't want to i don't want to put myself in a situation or or i don't want to 
make myself do something just because it's going to earn me a paycheck because I'm just going to be miserable. Like I've already been there before. You know, I, I think that, I mean, I did 17 and a half years. There came a point where I was just doing it because it was going to guarantee me, at least at the time, it was going to guarantee me a retirement check. And that was literally the only reason why I was doing it. Not because I got fulfillment out of doing it, you know? Um, and I, I don't want to repeat that. And mm-hmm. I think that's why I'm, I am kind of hesitant because it's like, well, I mean, I, I, I like doing woodworking and it's, I, I find it fun and, um, you know, it's, it's a very creative outlet for me, but it's like, do I want to, do I want to quote unquote grind that for, you know, I don't want to say perpetuity, but for a while, um, you know, and it's like, well, Riding a motorcycle would be much more fun, but I'm not going to get paid for that, you know? <laughs> so it's like, that that's just kind of where I'm at now. It's its like, I, I, I feel like I have to, and I was telling Jennifer this the other day, and this may be wrong, but I, I feel like I need to have something, uh, not at the end of, of if I'm going to do YouTube, but I, I need to have a goal for something because I feel that that's what's going to pull me through for really sitting down and getting serious about whatever it is that I'm going to do, you know? Um, and so, yeah, you could attach a dollar amount to it, but you know, that, that dollar amount can be earned in so many different ways. And so it's like, okay, well, do I focus on a broad audience? Do I focus on a narrow audience and try to do affiliate market? Like there's just a different, a bunch of different ways that you can go about doing that. And I don't want, I don't want to come up with some arbitrary number and, and start shooting for that. You know, I don't want to say, oh, by the end of this year, I want to have 40,000 subscribers because that's not a guarantee for anything. Mm-hmm. You know, will that, will that make more income than I am now on my channel? Well, of course it will, you know, but again, is that going to lead me to a place where I, I don't really want to be to where I do have to feed the, feed the beast, so to say, of creating content just so that I can keep that that income coming in. Cause we've all seen it where, you know, people do kind of hop on those trends, but it becomes like this, this animal that you have to keep feeding in order to, to keep that going. And, and I, I don't necessarily want, want to do that. Um, I don't know. I, I do know that, that, that I just need to start making content and, and things will kind of, I don't want to say reveal themselves because that's pretty hokey sounding, but I, I do need to start making content regularly and um, kind of push myself to do it. You know, maybe instead of just saying um, I'm going to hit forty thousand subs by the end of the year, I say I'm going to make a video every week until the end of the year, and then I'm going to take a step back and not like stop, but just kind of look and say, okay. This is how that has kind of changed my landscape and where do I want to go from here? Um, I think that's a better way of looking at it because that arbitrary 40,000 uh, subscriber it, means it, absolutely nothing. It, it doesn't, you know, it, it really doesn't. And we've, we've had this conversation so many times of like, you know, would you rather have 100,000 people that don't do buy anything that you have or would you rather have 1,000 people that do it? You know, so it, it, it really does, the, the audience really does matter. And again, and that's why I'm always... Uh, or that's why I'm so cautious about it because I don't want to just throw this arbitrary number at, at the wall, whether that's subs or income or, or whatever, because those things can always change. 
and it, it does it's not necessarily indicative of of what success really is so yeah I, I just I need something to, to pull me to the end you know not just I, I don't want to just look at myself and say okay start grinding because I'm gonna be miserable you know um, you know again maybe it is that maybe it is me saying okay let's make a video every week until the end of the year and see how we feel after that like what's the direction that it feels like it's a natural way to go do I need to stop not do that do I just need to do social media management like what is it that I that I need to do so I, I wouldn't even set a goal of a video a week I would say like I want to do two videos a month you know for the next x amount of time and see what that led to because I, I don't know well, yeah, I'm not saying it's one video a week. I'm, I'm not right. saying, I'm, but it's I am saying that I need to, yeah, I need to start doing something that's that is kind of on a routine, that again will kind of pull me through each month or each week or whatever, um, and just kind of see where that goes. And I, I think I haven't put too much pressure on myself to like to have an answer for people when they say, "Well, what are you going to do when you graduate?" You know, so. You bring back I mean, so many memories. When I graduated from college, <clears throat> my parents go, like, what are you going to do? I go, I'm going out to Fort Lauderdale, baby. <laughs> Drink some beers, hang out on the beach. Yeah. And that's what it was. I was yeah. a doorman. The night I got down there, I was a doorman at Penrose on the Beach. Yeah. Six months later, you know, after spring break, I was a general manager at the Elbow Room. Yeah. And, and I have to remind myself, too, that so I, I officially got out of the Army January 5th, 2020. I started school January 6th, 2020. So I literally have not... I mean, I've, I've had summers off and stuff like that, but um, I, I really haven't had a break um, where I didn't have something coming up, you know? And, and that's why I'm, I, I'm still looking forward to this motorcycle trip because I'm not going to think about anything. I'm just going to go, you know? So... Yeah. So what do you do when you're, you're, you're routing it where you know where all the charging stations are? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, there's that, a, there's a, there's an app called PlugShare, mm. and it, it has every single charging station that's that's out there. Mm. And people can leave reviews. You can see if there's problems with it. You know. Oh, cool. So as I'm planning, I'm looking at the, the reviews, how recent it was, and um, it's a really useful app. So yeah, I have, I know every single stop that I'm going to do, I have backup stops and, um, I know how many miles I'm going to do a day. Is there an app for all the dirt roads? Yeah. Yeah. Is there, I bet you there is. No, there is. It's called, it's, it's, it's called, called Onyx. <laughs> it's called Onyx. Yeah. They have all the trails mapped out. Oh, different dirt road. Sorry. God, is this is so cool because I had been. no idea that there was all those back roads to travel on a motorcycle. That is so cool, man. It's a, it's a whole yeah, community. It's, it's a whole uh, little subculture, huh? You know, a, a lot of them are, are based off of the old um, migration trails that people use to go west. That's what a lot of these trails were, were originally were. Um, and so when you're when you're riding these these backcountry roads, it's you're, you're on a lot of historical routes. Um, like the, one of the roads that I'm taking, one of the roads that I'm taking, it was one of the first, or it was the first paved highway 
from east to west that it runs through Pennsylvania. Yeah, up in um, Massachusetts, uh, the old Post Road is one of the mm-hmm. first paved roads up there. Yeah, yeah. Huh, that's cool so as heck, man. It, it, it'll be a lot of cool. It'll be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to hanging out with Eric and when I go to Detroit. So <laughs> that'll be cool. Be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we Eric need to get him on the podcast. Yeah. Have you guys thought about going up? Or no, you, you got too much stuff going. Oh, on. that's right. That's why he asked me the other day. Mm-hmm. He was asking. He was, "Are you guys coming up?" And I complete. I was like, "Did Sedge and I talk to to him about coming up there?" I couldn't. A little I couldn't bit. Remember. A little bit at WorkbenchCon. We had mentioned we'd venture up. And then we had mentioned when Ben was going to be up there, but I think it was because it was like during a, the week. It's going to be mm-hmm. super hard for me to. <coughs> yeah. For me to swing that. Oh, um, speaking of that, Patrick and Michelle, they're coming down next weekend. Um, I think I told you, Sedge, but they'll be here. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to take him to Ale Emporium and, uh, he doesn't know this yet, but matter of fact, he'll be here when this episode comes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have him, I might have him help me install a sink, which just so happens to be the same sink that they have. And so because Michelle talked Nicole into getting this sink. It's only fair that Patrick helps me install it. <laughs> what what weekend is that? Not this weekend, the following weekend? Yeah. I'm checking my calendar here. This is cool. I'm on my desktop this time. Oh, that's the 13th, 14th, and 15th? Yeah. Oh, cool. Hoping for some nice weather so we can barbecue and hang out smoke some cigars some stoves yeah it's one thing i'll never do again smoke a cigar i only i only smoke them with patrick i don't like them at all they give me they give me headaches well jason do you have any do you have any hateful comments this week it's it's been it's been a while since you know you've Put out a video, so there's no fresh hatred, just old hatred. People, no, I'm still getting you know. plenty of comments. It's just that it's funny because I haven't been putting out any videos, and all I keep getting is nice comments. <laughs> Maybe the internet is trying to tell you something. Mm. Lay low <laughs> for a while. Um, I did get one six hours ago that I guess I could read. I actually feel bad. So, you know how I've, I'm always very religious about answering comments? Mm-hmm. I have not. I mean, for weeks, every once in a while I'll go on there and try to get caught up, but it's just impossible to get caught up. I have so many comments that I have not even responded to, and it makes me feel guilty because hmm. I've always pride my or I always pride myself on the fact for that. So I don't know when I get bored, I'll probably go on there and start answering. But there's no way I'm ever going to catch up at this point. I'm. T- I mean, mm-hmm. it's like. Hundreds of comments. Man, my son is still awake. I just heard him. Okay. I do have one. I'll read six hours ago. Are you ready? Yes. Hans. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's let's bring in the hatred, guys. This is this is all I have for today. This video is on my how to make a box joint jig. Mm. C says. Nice job. Yes. But man, oh man, you talk too much. 
Thanks for watching. Yep. Thanks for your view. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I'm searching, man. I just. Oh, (laughs) here's a funny one. This this has nothing to do with. um, uh, It's not really a negative comment, I guess. But this person, this is on my installing full extension drawer slides, a very old video before I was referring to things in videos and metric. Those units on YouTube are very confusing. I think in meters, centimeters, and millimeters. It's like (laughs) all the hatred I get for using metric, and now I'm getting hatred for an old video that I used Imperial. What's wrong with you, buddy? I also love it when people comment on my flooring video, and it says, no underpayment. (laughs) Well... No, I don't know what underpayment is. <laughs> I, know. I know what underlayment is, but it's it's always a an autocorrect thing between <laughs> under underlayment and underpayment. That happens a lot, actually. Uh, well, you didn't even use any underpayment. <laughs> nope, sure just didn't. overpayment. Just overpayment. I overpaid. Yeah, that's all I got. I know that tonight was kind of a off the cusp. A cusp episode but these are the kind of episodes that I always wished that our we, podcast would be because it's just like we, a real we conversation we haven't had one of these in a while though yeah no. gotta have one once in a while right yeah, yeah. Well, I think we, I think we just you know not that we got too focused but like I don't know tonight was more of a hang out I hang out real, you know, real talk, yeah, real talk, man talk. Real talk. You know what I'm saying? Got to hang out real with you real, guys. Real, real talk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, got to have that real talk. <laughs> All right. Well, do you guys have anything else you want to add to before we close it out? I don't think so. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for taking the the time to to listen to us. We greatly appreciate it. Don't forget that the month of May, as you're listening to this, is a giveaway of a Sedgley from none other than our friends over at Leather Blight Dragonfly Game. That's $120, yeah, $120 value that you can get for just signing up. Go to our website, www.greensuiterspodcast.com. The giveaway tab is the first tab that comes up. Enter in your information, and then your name will be in the in the pot for drawing at the end of May. Can I um, enter? No, you can't. You already have your pick a pencil for the year. Damn. So... Ooh. You don't get anything else. What? Sedge. You know what I sh- uh, should tell them to do is bring the one that they're going to do for the giveaway here. Oh. And it could be signed. Do you know when by Mr. I was Sedgley himself? When I was in Austin, I met a super fan. I call. I called Rubio, and they said, "Yeah, he can come for the festival live." And I called him out on the the festival live. His name is Mike Martinez, and he's just a super super nice guy he called pat or emailed patrick and michelle and said hey could sedge sign my pouch (laughs) so he brought the pouch and i signed it and i and he hung out with us and god i just love meeting super nice people mike m you're an angel dude you keep up the good work thanks for showing up for the live hey keith let let us know how sedge sounds now that he has a pop filter pop we we hope that you're happy Pop we filter. hope you're happy now. Pop, pop filter. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. This has been episode 36 of the Green Suiters podcast.
we cannot wait to see you or you listen to us in the next uh, episode. We love you, everybody. Until then. Thank you. Bye-bye. Later. Bye-bye. 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 Cheers. Bye-bye. Tschüssis.